This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, everyone, to uh, the OBR's postgame coverage of the Browns. Um, I don't know. What, was that a football game? Uh, the Browns uh, and the Patriots. They're in uniform. Yeah, I'll say that they they put on the shoulder pads and the nice pants and the jerseys and all that today. And they looked they really that. good. Yep. The, the equipment staff remains a very strong part of this team. And um, sure does. I, I wish that they could they could be scored uh, and receive points for the job that they do, because they're putting in a lot more effort than the players are. I think that's safe to say, um, uh, you know, I think uh, last week, um, you know, we were disappointed with the way that the team played against the Chargers. And uh, you got a real fiery postgame show from us with a lot of, you know, Jake had two or three rants that were, you know, the epic and we made clips of them. And it was a, it was it was cathartic in a lot of ways to, to see that sort of a, a, a poor performance from the team. And, and Jake did, did such a great job of sort of eloquently summing up a lot of the problems that uh, the Browns face this year. But, you know, the, the problems that we face as Browns fans. And um, that was last week, you know, this week. Uh, to me, and, and I think Jake, you feel the same way. It feels like there's not much more that needs to be said. I, the team is broken right now, and um, it's not up to us, thank God, to figure out how to fix it. Um, we'll, we'll offer our thoughts, but you know, the team is broken. And what I saw today on the field uh, was, you know, a team that that wasn't ready to play really in any phase of the game. It was a sloppy effort against a team that obviously is not very good, and also put forth quite a sloppy effort. And the Browns still got dominated. Yeah, I, I mean. I expected the offense to struggle, but I didn't expect the defense to outside of a couple run plays. They were fine. They had the long run they gave up before half, which crippled them, but they quit on their offense today. The first time the offense has actually struggled in a ball game and they quit on them. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't, I couldn't even believe that. I, I, yep. I just, I was, uh, I was really grossed out. You know, I just, <laughs> I don't know. I was grossed out by ending effort, the efforts at the end of the game. Look, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to give them my energy this week. I'm tired right. of it. I'm tired right. of it. I'm not going to give them yep. my, my, the time of day. So mm-hmm. um, I, I will just say there was, there was an embarrassing level of quit in several aspects of this stuff. Um I would say it's easier to see quit on defense than offense. And I think people on the football field gave in, made, made decisions that told you they gave in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're at a point now where I don't see how you walk back, continue to walk back what they're doing defensively. I thought they would struggle on offense. Now Jacoby was bad. He was overdue for a bad game and new England yep. knows him really well. He yep. played terribly. Right. Yep. They took away the run game. Kevin was trying to run it early. They were trying mm-hmm. to run the football and they were unable to. They had to throw it. And right, like they 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 Jacoby played terrible. He just played terrible. So it was gonna happen eventually. That's why we were all so riled up about the first four games and especially riled up about last week, right? Because we knew those were games that they could win to make a game like this that you felt was inevitable from Jacoby Brissett less 
uh, you know, going to four and two here or five and one, because if you yep. had won your first five games, it wouldn't have been a bad, you know, uh, right. outcome because, you know, he's kind of due. But you, you, it's a mixture of things, right? It was right. pretty poor running game. Um, you know, it was it was Jacoby playing his worst game in a Browns uniform from start to finish and a defense that continued to do a lot of what the defense does. So that's it, man. It rules into that. And then you see a bunch of quit today. I see a yep. bunch of quit. I yep. just think. Listen, I think they need a new voice defensively. I don't mm -hmm. I don't think that, that Joe Woods is like the Antichrist here. I don't think he's throwing the season. I think he's trying. I just don't think he's good enough. I think right. the way he's gone about teaching them, the way he goes about calling his stuff, and the way that is being applied is not good enough. It's not good enough. And I think a defensive change has to happen. I am mm -hmm. not giving up. This is my opinion. You guys can get mad at me, whatever. I'm not giving up on Stefanski until he gets a real quarterback. When that happens, if they're still bad through the middle of next year on, on collective, then, yeah, you can move on, right? Fine. They probably will. But I'm not moving on from Kevin until he gets a real quarterback. But the defense stuff is out. It's done. It's cooked. That chicken dinner, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> it's cooked. It's done. The players don't like him. He's yep. not getting anything out of them. The players are playing like shit. Sorry. Like, yep. they're playing terribly. And, and like... I, I just, I, I, you know, I, I, again, like to, to be on Kevin and to be mad at Kevin, yo, fine. Totally get it. Totally yep. get it. He's, yeah. he is ultimately responsible. If he, if he wasn't responsible for this, it would just be, Hey, blame, blame the defense. Like, the, right. but it's not that way. You're not the co-head coach here. You're the right. head coach. So the shit does land in your lap. Like it does yes. land in your lap. And it, and it does, but so what are you going to do about it? I'd still have enough faith in him that I think I'd like to see him with the head, with the, with the, with the good quarterback, right? A good quarterback because they would have won some of those games earlier in the year without that. I'm uh, yep. sorry with that. So I get it if you're mad at Kevin, but at this point, Kevin has got to hold the defense accountable and they need a change of voice. I know you're only what six weeks into the season. I get it. And maybe the reason they don't make a change is because there's just literally nobody else. But after three years of, it pretty much the entire staff being in, in place here. I don't yep. know how there couldn't be anybody else who could give a call here. Cause what's going on is unacceptable on every level. And if they don't change it, I don't know what your answer is. I mean, I don't know what you can, you cannot just keep rolling it out right now. You can't Kevin's got to feel pressure on his own job. He's got to feel pressure and that pressure should be, what can I control to fix the deal? They just need to change voice. I don't care who it is. You could, you could let Sione Taki Taki call plays for all I care. Yep. Someone's got to call it. I don't care. You can't go bringing in a new coordinator in season. This, this year's cooked. They're two and four. It's cooked, man. They got games coming up that are not fun. They may win some games when Watson gets back. It's done. So now yep. I'm trying to figure out who are the people that I want here long term. That's exactly. what I'm trying to figure out. Can they get to six, seven, eight wins? That's the thing. I don't know what else you could. The season is cooked, guys. I'm sorry. It just it just is. But what I'm trying to do, because the defense isn't like, I don't know how to, I, I sound terrible. And I'm, I'm, again, getting pissy and talking too much. But like, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is this defense is not fixable right yep. now. Could you fix it in the offseason? Probably. You could do some things to bring in some different talent, to, to get a new philosophy, work together, coach it up, get it right. And you could probably fix it between off seasons. But right now, it's not getting better the rest of the year. Their offense had one bad game. This is their worst game. But I do think there are going to be defenses in the next three or four weeks that continue to put together game plans like New England. So 
it's just to my greater point here is how do how do they get better? They're not really gonna get better. They're just they are who they are right now. They let three games slip away. They should have won. And like to my greater point is it's not going anywhere this season. They may get to eight wins. They may get to nine and set. What is it? Nine and eight. They may they may get to to eight and nine or seven and ten. This season, it's just it's done. And I, I guess like what I'm getting at is. Who is going to be the pieces that matter in the long term? Is Grant Delpit going to be a piece that matters? Because right now he's playing his way out of the, out of the league. Yep. Does Jacob Phillips matter? There's a bunch of people I'm trying to figure out if they matter anymore. And I'm worried about the collective group of this continuing to slide down the wrong path. And if they don't get a change of voice and someone to put pressure on them that you're done here, if you don't figure it out, then, then they just keep the status quo. They keep the same lack of urgency then this is going to be what we're going to see the rest of the year. And it's going to be a lost cause going forward. I don't, I don't see how you don't make a move here. I am, I am making a declarative statement that I would make some sort of big move defensively this week. I cannot continue to let the shit happen. It's yep. it, you're sending the wrong message to everybody involved. And right now the message is what's most important. The message coming yep. off of a game where you quit, there were not everybody, not everybody, but 60% of the team quit this game. Yep. That's unbelievable to, to, to do that to people that come watch you play and pay their money and do that stuff. You're a professional and they quit. And that's unacceptable. So yep. someone has to be held accountable. I don't know who that is. It's probably Joe Woods. To me, it has to be. It just is what it is, brother. I'm sorry, man. Didn't work out for you. Didn't work out for you. You had three years. It didn't work out for you. That's all I got yeah. for him. That's it. Yep. So that's that's where I'm at with this group. Like I just, there has to be something changed. You cannot roll into to Baltimore next week and Lamar Jackson and be like, "Oh, do here we are. Let's show up and play." <laughs> like that's not it, man. You can't do it. You really can't do it. And if they yeah. think that's the right path to go here, then there must have been some agreement before the season that no matter what happened, they were just going to ride this thing out through this year because of the decision. Like. You know, was there they're they're in this dark office making this agreement to go after Deshaun Watson and they said, Okay, we'll all do it. We'll all take the bullets. We're all gonna take bullets for this decision, but you can't fire us, Jimmy. You can't fire us. No matter what happens without him, those first eleven games, no matter what, that's the only route, Andrew. It's the right. only route that they mm -hmm. would they would stick with the status quo because what's going on on the field right now is so beyond unacceptable and unfair to the Cleveland Browns football fans out there who checked into work today to come watch them play. And I call it checking into work because we're all laboring. Absolutely. We are all – nothing about yeah. the last four hours was fun no. to me. I don't know about you no. guys. None of that was fun. None of this week will be fun covering them. That's my opinion. Like, you you roll this back. You're you're spitting in the face of fans who, who are tired of it. And it's year three. This isn't year one. Right. It's year three. So, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I don't – I don't – I'm not – Calling you guys wrong because we're all frustrated. I'm still not taking Kevin off calling offense. I'm not taking away that and giving it to a guy who's never done it in AVP. He's never mm -hmm. really done it. I'm still not doing that. But Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Boy, they are lost. They are lost right now in a bad way. And I don't have, I wish I could come on here and give you an answer, um, but they are lost and they're lost in a bad way. Yeah. You know, the thing that stood out to me uh, sitting there in the fourth quarter after the, after the collapse was this was a 10, six game at halftime. I mean, the the Browns did not play well by any stretch of the imagination in the first half. Um, you know, they gave up some, some, some easy plays to the Patriots offense in situations that they couldn't afford to. Uh, and, and, you know, the offensively, they were very inconsistent and, uh, and struggled to, to consistently run the ball, which obviously puts their entire offense at jeopardy, but it was a 10, six game at halftime. And then the, uh, the Patriots came out and, uh, went right down the field, very easy touchdown drive, 75 yard touchdown drive. Uh, the Browns, uh, then picked up 12 yards and punted. The Patriots uh, had a, a, a two two series drive, eight yards, and, and they punted. And then Jacoby Brissett threw a, a pick, gave the, the Patriots a short field, and and the the Patriots now are up. Uh, at that point, it's going to be twenty four to to six. And so, you know that that was the turning point in the game, the third quarter. And and to, you know to the point about the coaching staff, it looked like even before the Patriots came out and and put those extra fourteen points on to make it a a three-score game, it looked like a situation where the Browns were were already feeling like they'd been beat. And so there, there's there's yeah. some I, – I see it uh, on both sides of the ball, but as you said, effort is much easier to see on defense. It looks like a team that's already playing deflated, and I can't think of a single reason uh, that, that they would be in that position six weeks into the season. I get it when it's week 15 and you just want to go home and, 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 and be with your family for the offseason, but uh, – but to, to look that way week six of the season when you've got a chance to get back to 500 and 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 as the the day played out 500 right now would be good enough for a share of the lead in the AFC North um, and they looked completely deflated even even uh, you know in, in early in the third quarter this wasn't end of the game stuff this was in the middle of the game and so that level of give up I I don't understand that and I I I absolutely agree with you Jake that I'm not sitting here saying that Kevin Stefanski should be fired. But I think you can start to ask some questions about why this team seems somewhat uninterested in playing. And I think yeah, it's a fair, it's a it's a fair question. I I'm totally with you guys. I will say this though, it goes both ways. I've seen Dan Campbell's Detroit Lions play with no passion. So yeah, the yelling and screaming is another route. I'm totally with it, guys. But it doesn't yelling and screaming and like everyone wants to holler about. We need Greg Williams back. You don't. I'm just telling you, like, I, I'm with you that you don't like the way Kevin and maybe and Joe Woods is worse, even more yeah, yeah. flatline. You just don't They're hear him talk as much. Very, they don't. Yes. I don't know what it is to me. Maybe, guys, maybe, maybe they do need a yeller and a screamer. But you're 20. You, these guys are professional football players. Why do they need yellers and screamers? Bill Belichick doesn't scream at people. He really right. doesn't. I mean, he's pretty mild mannered on the sideline. Like, I don't know what you want. I, I mean, like. 
let me put it this way. I get why you're frustrated. And I get that maybe you think the answer is a yeller screamer, old school football coach. And maybe it is, but it's not a guaranteed fix. It's not. It's really not. And that gets you frustrated and me frustrated because we don't know what it is. I don't know why they're unmotivated. But to your larger question there, Andrew, and, and totally right, it's week six, brother. Why are you right. guys playing like nothing matters? Right. Why are you playing like nothing matters? It's ridiculous. The, the, the lack of effort, that Grant Delpit didn't move a muscle on that jet sweep touchdown run. It was, holy, like it was I was audibly laughing in my living room. Yeah. I get it, man. You're all frustrated. Chester Rogers just dropped a punt return. He was brought here. He's only supposed to catch punts. Still right. amazing to me that they can't find some SOB on Euclid and, or, or, or somewhere <laughs> that can just stand and catch punts. They can't yep. figure that out. And again, that's something I'm going to touch on this week. Player personnel is going to start to take a front yep. row seat for me. Absolutely. But anyway, and not just player personnel, Andrew, in terms of drafts. I'm talking free agency. I'm yes. talking the guys they're bringing in in season. You yes. and I have had discourse back and forth on their propensity to favor guys that have only been here before and not right. looking at new faces instead of people who have only been here in times of like, we need a body this week stuff. So yep. it's just like nobody's safe to say it that yep. way. Andrew's in the wrong in a lot of this. The player personnel evaluation opinion feeders are not doing enough. They don't, it's wrong in a lot of places right now. And above all else, again, I think you guys are much like me on this. I hope. I can stomach my guys getting beat. Hunter Henry goes up and catches a ball over you. Somebody yep. reaches back shoulder and makes an unbelievable play. A running back toward the sideline, you square him up, but he somehow just shifts the momentum and gets over top of you for a first down. It's effort. I want to feel like you care enough about your job as much as I care enough to show up and watch you play on Sundays. And again, I said it last week, not only give my money, but give my valuable time on a day away from work to do that sort of watching, right? I want to feel like you care as much as I do. And you guys in the comments section or whoever else, maybe you're listening to this in podcast form, if you think that they care as much as you do, brother, I don't know what to tell you because they don't. Some do. Some are playing their butt off. This is not an all or nothing type of an evaluation here, but there are specific players who are not playing. And they are, they are guys, and the phrase is right here, and John Stephenson in our chat said it so well. Yep. There are players and coaches who are effing around. They're yep. effing around, and it's time for them to find out. I don't care anymore. I don't want to see Grant Delpit or John Johnson on the field. I don't want to yep. see him. I'd rather yep. see somebody else. I Give don't Anthony care. Bella shot. How could They're it be worse? two and four. They're two and four. I don't care. I don't yep. care. I yep. want to see people that it matters to them to play football and show up yep. on a Sunday. I yep. really, truly, and I'm not saying this to be facetious or overreactionary. I don't care. All I want to do is just watch the football team play with effort. It's yep. what I want to watch. Yep. I'm tired of watching that. Whatever I watch today, I, I can't. Yep. I can't. I can't stomach it anymore. I'll, I, I know some of you guys are telling Calm out. Grant Delpit's a big focal point for me. I think yep. John Johnson's been an all-year focal point for me. I think mm -hmm. Denzel Ward has played super passive and lazy at times. And again, it's easier to pinpoint on the other side of the ball. I think the offense has been fine for the most part. I'll watch back today and see if there was some quitting, but I'll watch it back. But like again. I, I'm. I'll. I'll. I'll put it this way. I'll elaborate on it, elaborate yeah, on it later in the week when it. I when I when I watch the film. But there was obvious, obvious levels of quitting today, and um, I'm so disappointed in that. I'm so disappointed in it. And it's we don't ask much of these guys other than to show up Sunday and play hard. You know, you're still going to get yelled at if you lose. 
but you make millions. But it the, the biggest thing to me is if you don't play with effort at the NFL level, I, I cannot, I cannot get behind it. I cannot get behind it. So listen, I know again, my opinion stays the same. A, a change of voice defensively has to happen. I'm not punting on Kevin yet, but he is put it this way. And I think you guys probably see me as one of the biggest Kevin Stefanski supporters of all, of all time here. Cool. I'm I, that's fine, but I'm perked up like in terms of like my interest is peaked. If he can do this or not, it's peaked yep. and it's sad. It's sad that, I have to even like, I really, I think there's some question in my brain now. I still want to give him time. I still believe in the guy. I think he's a nice leader, but how, how are you motivating your players and coaches to be better? Right? So that's my question. And I don't have an answer from him on how that's happening. And I don't have a result to base it on. So you guys who are mad at him, I totally get it. You want him fired? I totally get it. You you want to do that route. I'm not there yet. Just me, personally. You got an opinion as a listener. I got an opinion as a speaker. I That's me. I'm not there yet. But I am to the point where I thought Kevin was the guy for the next 25 years. And I'm a little worried. So I'm paying attention. I'm paying attention. So um, I want to see him get a quarterback before I do that. And maybe he is just a great offensive coordinator. I don't know. Maybe that's true. But in the modern era of football, can we expect – that's the question, Andrew. Can we expect Kevin to be a great play caller but also learn how to be a great head coach? When is enough time enough time? When is it too quick? When is it too slow? I think what I would prefer to do – just me again, guys. I would prefer to see him get a shot at changing the defense around. The offense has been fine. They were bad today, but they have been fine. In Kevin's tenure, he has done fine with what he's had. I want to see him get an elite quarterback – to see if there's something really there. I do think I do think they're going to be really good on offense and they've been really good this year other than today. And it's New England. They 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 play they play an interesting brand of ball, right? They've been good. The thing I would like to see Kevin do is get another crack at hiring a defensive staff. That's what I want. Let him get a chance to do that. Let him get a chance to do some of those things and do some different like I'm not ready to give up on him as a head coach. I'm really not. Because you do need, again, guys, you do need a great play caller to be good in this league. And he's a good play caller. Good to great. Good to great. So take that for, that's just my opinion. You can disagree with me. A lot of you probably are because you're really mad. But I wanted to get another crack at hiring a defensive staff and getting it right. So I'm not giving up on him. um, And I don't think that they're going to give up on him. I think that they they made this decision between A.B., Kevin, and Jimmy to bring Watson in with the chance to coach Watson and get a year with him. I'll evaluate Kevin toward the middle of 2023. That's when I'll start really pinpointing that stuff. But the D I need him. I need Kevin to have the intestinal fortitude to make a change defensively and get another crack at getting it right on that side of the ball. If he fails again, getting the defensive hires right and getting the best out of his defense then you get it. I I, I think that the, then you have enough evidence, right? So that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I think that you know you you talked about it, Jake. That the challenge for Kevin Stefanski right now is he has been both with players and with his coaches very loyal uh, through his three years in in Cleveland. Um, yeah. You know, Mike Mike Prefer had a, a very strong argument to be let go at the end of last season uh, because of how bad the special teams performed last year and cost them some games. Frankly, uh, the the terrible performance from the kicker and the punter as well as special teams coverage breakdowns throughout the season. You detailed it on, on your show every week. Um, and he didn't let him go because he's a, he's a loyal guy. And he said multiple times on the record that he would 
like to bring back every player every year. You know, he wants to, these guys to stay. And I think the front office, Andrew Barry is the same way. They, they want their guys. They, they draft these guys for a reason. They believe in these guys. They invest in these guys. And I think we're now at the time where we're starting to see those sorts of tough decisions are going to have to be made. Um, and yeah. not just about players like Demetric Felton, who are at the bottom of the roster anyway, but we're talking about players, like you said, Grant Delpit, who's a, a starting player, a second round pick for them, that they were banking on this season being a difference maker on their defense. And he is, but he's a difference maker in the wrong way. So yeah, he's either going to be loyal to his people or he's going to right. be loyal to the unemployment. Like that, exactly. that's it. That, that's, and that's it's, what I'm saying. You're backed into a corner, Andrew. He you're faces saying it's a spot difficult on. choice right now. He yeah, faces he a is. very difficult choice. 100%. He's backed into a corner, brother. Whether it's now, this week, before Baltimore, which I still, as much as I agree with everything that you said and, and what our, our friend John said in, in Slack, that it's time for a change and that, that message of accountability needs to be sent. Uh, I, I think if it would happen, it would make more sense to do it at the bye week, you know, operationally. But I I think he faces a real challenge to even pull the trigger on any of these moves. And and I I question whether or not he has the uh, you know, the gumption in the moment to make those decisions because the, the quotes that are coming out of his press conference again, you know, he, he just said, uh, according to, I'm looking at, at Twitter for, according to 92, three, the fan, I don't have a ton of answers this moment. I believe well, I, wouldn't expe- I wouldn't expect him to have a ton of answers. I really would. He should be pissed though about the effort. That's yeah. what I should be hearing him talk about. And, and, I, and we didn't hear it. We yeah, did not hear a word that's about not that. Accept, that's not acceptable because the effort wasn't acceptable in this game. It just wasn't. Yeah. So that to me is a problem. I wouldn't expect him to know, hey, why did they score on that 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 touchdown before half sure. on the run? Like there's sure. some of that stuff that you do. Like we used to kind of crack on you all the time because you say got to watch the tape, but you do. Yeah. I mean, you really sure. do. You have to go sure. back and watch it. I just think we all hated you. And, and, and it's <laughs> to the point now, Andrew, where we are all, we're all there with Kevin, right? We're all there with Kevin where when he says, got to be better. I'm not going to pass the blame. It's getting old. Right. But Mm -hmm. I mean, like to me, I, I don't know why the effort's not being questioned by the coaching staff. I I just don't know. I don't know. I don't really, that effort to me as a, as a person just watching from afar was beyond questionable. So how they're on the field, not calling out effort. It start, it starts to, uh, it starts to get nervous time in Mm -hmm. terms of if, can you just not see it? Are you are you unwilling to see it? Are you unwilling to call people out? Are you right. unwilling to hold people accountable? So we'll see. We'll see, man. Like he's he's building evidence, good or bad. And I'm just not I'm not sitting here ready to be done. I'm not sitting here ready to be done. But I am like, I'm taking notes, man. And I know that's what yeah. they're doing. And I would have to imagine that if they knew if this game went bad, Jimmy and his cronies, Jimmy is not above any criticism here like 100 that's that's, yeah, that's, that goes without being said but like mm-hmm. they knew they know hopefully they knew or know right now what their plan would be if this went wrong today because mm-hmm. they're playing bailey zappi who just threw for three excuse me just threw for 300 yards on them so gives you indigestion even to say it oh my gosh right <laughs> um like they they uh they have. I would have to imagine they have sat in the office and talked about their plan. Like if they were going to fire Joe Woods, I would if hope they so. do it in the next 24 hours, they would have had yeah. to have had a meeting and plan in place for what they would do. Because you can't just fire Joe Woods and then say, okay, now what do we do? You have to have a plan. You've had to have a plan. We'll see how quickly it comes together. If they don't make a change, man. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know Tomorrow how you can keep going. Next week. I and and I don't know how you keep going. I really don't know how you keep saying that. Well, the the, the status quo is what we got to do. Um, 
I just think the sense of urgency is way too high right now. But maybe they think, hey, we got to go through these two division games. We'll see what happens and then go from there. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is this, guys. All I know is this. This season, I, I hate this because what we're trying to do is keep you guys emotionally invested in this, but the season's cooked. I, they missed out on too many early opportunities. There are too many tough games coming. They're not cut out for it now. Um, they're just, I don't, I don't have an answer for you that tells you how this defense gets better. So if the status quo of the defense remains unchanged and there's this immense load of pressure on the offense to be right all the time, still starting Jacoby with a wide range of outcomes possible, it's not good. It's like maybe they get to four wins by the time Watson gets back. Maybe. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking yeah. a hard maybe there. So this season's cooked. I continue to look at, for me, as someone who's not going anywhere, I'll still be here covering them uh, through through most of this unless something stupid happens. But like, I'm trying to figure out who matters. Who matters for the future of this place? So that's, that's what I'm paying attention to. So, you know... Um, Anyway, I don't, I don't know. Again, like that's just, that's just where I'm at. And you, you know, you guys can give up too. It's your call. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't totally care um, about you giving up. Like if you give up, that's cool. That's fine. I yeah, can't, I totally can't, I can't really do it. I can step away from it. I think if there's some egregious act and I've made that clear to the OBR guys about like where I would be if some certain things um, go a certain direction, but like I, uh, I, I'm always looking to the future and what they can do, and I'm just trying to figure out who matters. I'm trying to figure out who matters, who's worth keeping around, and where are some guys going to be changed off and let go in the offseason and things like that because there's some young guys who are who are writing their own obituaries right now. I, I will say I, I, I tend to agree with you, Jake, in, in the general sense that the defense is what it is, but I will say that we have seen defensive coordinator changes in the NFL before that have borne fruit in, the, in that same season uh, and that a change of voice – and a change of, of tactic can work. Uh, you know, it's not going to solve all of their problems. They're not going to turn into a good defense. But, you know, it, I think if 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 the Browns were to commit to, to your point, if they were to commit to, if we get shredded by Bailey Zappi, we need to make a change right now. And mm -hmm. we need to lean into that change for the rest of the, of the season, including maybe making another trade to help shore up the personnel issues at maybe defensive tackle. If they were to do that, I, you know, that it would be with the goal of getting to, 25th in the league or 22nd in the league, which would, with the way the offense is played over the course of the season, possibly be enough for them to win some of these games that feel unwinnable right now. We just saw the, the Buccaneers go to Pittsburgh and lose. There's no reason that that couldn't happen uh, in Cleveland in, in November. Um, you know, they've got, a, they've got a game against Miami. Miami is in, in quarterback hell right now. I'm not saying that they're going to win those games, and I'm not trying to play the, the – uh, the Pollyanna here who thinks that the, t the teams are out to turn it around is as far as I'm concerned, they're staring at two and six in going into the bye week with the trip to Baltimore. And then a, a Cincinnati team who definitely wants to show the Browns that they know how to play football uh, on a Monday <laughs> night, you know, in, yeah. in, in Cleveland. So to me, that's what it looks like right now is two and six at the bye. Uh, but my point is just that it's not like it's never happened before in the NFL that, that a, a coach yeah. gets fired and a defense doesn't all of a sudden become the best, but they turn it around enough that then, you know, th th some of these breaks start to go the other way. Like I said, it was a 10-6 game at halftime. These teams are pretty evenly matched. But when, uh, you know, the chips were on the table in the third quarter and then in, certainly in the fourth quarter, we saw where both these teams sit right now. Yeah, I'm a, I'm open to it, brother. I'm calling for it, and you're totally yeah. right. I, I, I guess I'm trying to undersell 
that decision totally. and what could happen. Totally. So, totally. but you're right. It's not like they, they could get a different change of voice, a different approach, different focal points, different things. And it could work out. They could get a little better, marginally better, maybe marginally better is enough. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but um, I, again, the biggest point I think I'm trying to make in you too, is that like the status quo can't remain the same. There's no way they can keep rolling this out. There's no way they can right. keep rolling this out. That would be so egregious to me. So mm-hmm. egregious to me. And I'm talking, I'll accept anything. Hey, Jeff Howard, DB coach, brother, sure. see ya. It ain't working. Yep. It ain't yep. working. Linebackers coach, D-line, I don't yep. care. Someone's yep. got to be held accountable for this stuff. And yep. the players could get fired too for some of them. Like, yeah. if you don't matter, man, I'm, I, I, I get, eventually if your your effort's not there, uh, you're done. I'm good with it. I'm done with it. Hey, to, to answer this question, um, yes, I would have gone for two there. You're yep. down nine. You yeah, eventually have to get this. yeah, like it's it's. We, we, I feel like this has happened so many times. We You're down nine. This. You either go for two now or later. Right. All it does is give you an answer whether you need two now. Sorry, whether you need the two point conversion. Uh, it, it helps you know whether it's now or later. You have to either get it now, and if you don't get it now, then you kick it then outside. You, kick. Then you kick. You play adjust. You adjust accordingly. Which they basically recovered. If you go, if you go, if you kick the extra point. No, it's it's very simple here, guys. If you kick the extra point and it's you 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 make it a one score game, you you don't get the two at like the thirty second mark, then the game's over. Right. You can adjust how you play to make up for the time if you don't get it early. It's it's really it's really been this has been written out and everybody in the NFL is doing it this way. You, everyone in the NFL is doing it this way. I don't even know why we're having this discussion. Yep. I really don't. So yep. anyway, I just got to answer that because that's it, it. Just one gives you a chance to adjust accordingly, and one is like, oh, 30 seconds left. We didn't get the two point conversion. We lost. Right. So you know, maybe don't touch the ball when you're out of bounds. That would help. <laughs> or catch a punt. That would help. Yeah. Too, so yeah, yeah. I mean, as I said, I you know the we talked about this in the pregame. This team has shown a propensity for making the big mistake in the big moment so far this season. It's been a lot of times it's been Jacoby trying to drive them down the field for for a field goal or a touchdown late in the game, and he's thrown an unfortunate interception. He's taken a sack he couldn't afford to take. Uh, and, and this game, it was sort of everybody. It was it was it was take your pick. You know, it was it was uh, mistakes all over the field, including Chester Rogers muffing a punt, and I, I think as you pointed out, AJ Green turned his guy loose on that. And you know, there's mistakes all over the place, but. They're not playing winning football, which is a cliche, but it's a cliche because it gets said in these sorts of situations a lot. And that's where the Browns are right now. And that's why, as 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 you've said, as much Brother, as they didn't quit until they muffed an onside kick that they had a chance to recover and the ball was fumbled. They got to stop. Then the punt yep. fumble happens. So what are we right. you're, you're mad about that? That's not something to be mad about. I don't really know what to tell you on that. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't I'm not trying to be mean. I don't know what to tell you on that. You either go for two now or later. It it just changes how you can adjust accordingly. Guys, it's not hard. Yep. I don't know why we're doing that. I anyway, let's wrap up. Let's let's talk let's talk baseball or something. Let's finish out. <laughs> All right. Uh yeah, so uh as as we talked about the uh, you know the, the Browns did their best to lose another game here and and put in a poor performance. Uh, they will travel to Baltimore next Sunday. We will, of course, uh, have a week full of coverage on the OBR. Um, I'm sure that we'll we'll find a way to explain uh, some of what has gone wrong. Um, I saw uh, Jack Duffin was was pitching for us in in Slack a, a great article that uh, he would write. Um, I, I forgot. I lost already what he was gonna gonna write, but it, you know, we're we're gonna. My point is, we're gonna keep on putting out good content this week, even if the team is terrible. And so we hope that you'll join us at the OBR every day for articles on the state of the team. 
um, and, and where where we are and where we're headed for the rest of the season and, and what to expect. And obviously, if there's any big news, uh, nobody will cover it like the OBR does. Uh, we will be back tomorrow night with a Monday night roundtable for tonight. We can switch gears and talk about just briefly uh, what the Guardians have to do to finish out a series that um, after a miraculous comeback last night, they are on the verge of of winning. They need to win. The city needs it. They they need to win. They just need to win. I would be really uh, a boosting feeling after what we just witnessed uh, uh, today. So you yeah. know, hopefully they get to Garrett Cole early. Can make it that, difficult on him. And um, that's what I was thinking. We'd say. be really tough to go back to New York and have to face them there in that environment. Mm-hmm. So I hope they can get it done today. It'd be really nice for them to to uh, you know. To, to redeem the city what, yeah redeem the city put it that way i'm with it i'm with it listen yeah. you guys are frustrated I, i'm frustrated we're all frustrated with this we you know i think listen if you backtrack and we talk about before the season and we talk about what we were talking about before the year started i think we all knew that there was a chance this could go sideways mm-hmm. the thing is early the, the thing is the way it's going sideways is unbelievably unexpected mm-hmm. the defense being as terrible as it is the 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 things that have cost them those three games um costing them and hurting them and leaving them in these close game scenario losses it has been it's just been brutal it's been brutal so we're trying to sort out our feelings about what were our expectations and our expectations were a little bit low um you know, we're a little bit low because they didn't have the quarterback for the first 11 games. And then it's like, then you see them almost winning these games should have won several of those games. And you're like, you're just feeling kicked and down because what's coming at the end of the year. Like, this is your thing, right? You always want to know, well, what do I have to look forward to? Well, they get a better quarterback, which that's cool. That's great. It'll help. I mean, he'll help. But if the season's a wash at that point, it doesn't matter. It doesn't Mm -hmm. really matter. And then it's like, okay, then you don't have a first round pick and you're upset because they blew those three games that they should have won because of things you were not expecting to be bad. I was not expecting to be bad. So, um, yeah, man, I think that's a large part of it. It's a really, really large part of it. It's continually things we didn't expect to go sideways. You didn't expect to have a guy like Bailey Zappi throw for three. And we did all of us before the year, go back and listen. All of us were talking about how good we thought this defense was going to be Yep. all of us. And, and we're stuck here in this scenario, watching what we're watching. And it's really hard on everybody to understand it. And your expectations are now down and it's now, what do we have to look forward to? That's the thing. And it's hard. So I think morale is at an all time low. I really yep. do because of, the trade for Watson and all that that brought with it from a national perspective, the vibe of losing these close games that we've lost and the vibe around the, the things that are disappointing you are not things we expected. If they were, if there was a path where it's like, it's easy to see how a quarterback changes everything. I think we would all feel very optimistic. And I do think he'll change some things, but at that point when he comes back 12 weeks into the year might not matter. So we're all very frustrated, man. It's been a long off season on top of, um, on top of a long 
on top of a long start to the year because of how these games have gone. So yep. if you're wanting to give up on them, I don't blame you. Uh, and kudos to you for coming in here and telling us you're going to give up on them because that ca- means you cared enough to come in here and talk for a little while. Um, but I don't blame anybody for it. I don't blame anybody for it. It's it's a real drag right now. It's a real drag on everybody's weekend and everybody's mental uh, mental health, which is always so valuable. So um, hopefully, I don't know, hopefully, Andrew, they figured out. We'll continue to ride on them and talk about them and try to show you where it's going right and wrong, but um, I don't blame anybody for being upset. And 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 earlier, if I got upset about the two-point question, I'm sorry. I just, I, I don't I don't see the other side of that. I don't mean to come at anybody aggressively about it. I just don't see the other side of it, but uh, who knows? So uh, that's all I have, dude. That's all I have, and we'll uh, be back tomorrow to break it down on the Monday show, and I'll have a podcast, and break it down the all 22 and all that stuff. So uh, it just, again, it's expectations are not being met. And I don't think our expectations were crazy, but the thing is failing is things, the things we didn't expect to fail this year are the things that are failing. And that part of it is hard to then get your mind around how you feel really optimistic moving forward. So we'll see what the Browns answer is on it collectively, but I don't, I don't hold a lot of optimism, Andrew. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Jake. I, I I did just want to say that I'm I'm looking at the stuff coming out of the the press conferences afterwards, and Jacoby Brissett made two pretty pointed remarks that show that their their message was pretty clearly that they're looking forward to Baltimore, which I get because this is you know this is the season for them if they can somehow beat the Ravens. Uh, he said this week is the most important week of the season for us. This is Jacoby Brissett. It's all we have. It's going to take a complete focus and commitment from this group, and I think that's what we'll get. So, um, you, you know, uh. I, I, it feels like the way that they're going to move on from this is to put everything on to next week. And that makes it sort <laughs> of a make or break. Yeah. It's a, it, yeah. they're, they're doubling down in, in the yeah. face of everything that happened today, they're doubling down. And, um, and if it blows up, I think it'll blow up pretty spectacularly. So we'll be here to cover it either way. Uh, thank you for joining us, everyone. Thank you, Jake, for, for being with me. And uh, we will be back uh, as Jake said, tomorrow night at seven o'clock for a, a, a full breakdown of today's game. Uh, I know Fred uh, Greetham's already got his article up at the OBR wrapping all of this uh, catastrophe up. And so you can read that now. And the last thing I'll say is go Guardians. Beat the Yankees. Go Guardians, man. I hope they do. You guys try to enjoy your night. I'll try to do yeah. the same. Go Guards. Go for, go for two down nine. Love you. <laughs> See you guys. Night. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.